Survivor Series 1993! Yeah! Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 67. We are reviewing WWF Survivor Series 1993. And this will be our last broadcast on Facebook Live. From here on out, all our future episodes will be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else, basically, you can find your podcasts. So this is a bittersweet episode, but to continue the bittersweet mode, let's go to Body Slam. Body Slam on Current Events with Jay Body, and now here's Jay. Thank you so much, Ben. So we're going to talk about something that's not really positive and fun. That's why I said bittersweet. But this past week on Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns had to relinquish the title due to a very serious battle with leukemia that just came back. He was well, diagnosed... We'll play, we'll play the sound bit. Okay, yeah, we can go through the sound bit. We'll go on. It's a lie because the reality is... My real name is Joe. And I've been living with leukemia for 11 years. Unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion. And I'm going to have to relinquish the Universal Championship. That's some powerful stuff. It's frustrating because you're trying to listen to Reigns talk. And you got some. And fans can't separate reality from no. character. No. And you got those. Okay, like, you know what? I don't wish ill will on anybody but those guys saying what in between his sentences he was saying i hope they got diarrhea for a week from the nachos that they ate at that event that night i agree i i i wholeheartedly endorse that comment i approve body stamp of approval that's the most beneficial <laughs> fact ever uh that allows like just awful for roman it's just or joe however he wants to be fans, called at this point like when you first sent me the link of what was happening I was kind of, at the beginning, suspicious because... First off, Jesse got the breaking news first, which never happens in our group chat. It's always Dave. I was having a so, shower. So that's when you know stuff went sideways, if I, Jesse's breaking this. I have hereby vowed no more shower. I was showering <laughs> when this happened. So now, that, that's an omen, but... So first of all, Reigns was wearing street clothes. And I was like, what is happening? Always an eye. Why is he in street clothes? Twitcher. Right? And then I just, I looked in his eyes, I'm like, what is going on? And then the fans were booing, because they're, they're, they're not picking up exactly where this is going. Like, you should tell by how he's talking. This is not a good conversation that we're having. And then when he said he has leukemia, and people were still chanting, what? And, but majority were, were like, oh, what's going on? And then they just kept going. Until he put the title down, and then when Ambrose and Rollins came out, that's when I think it hit everybody. Yeah, like okay. Well, this with is... Rollins crying and oh, everything. Oh, when Rollins was crying, I started crying. And it was just, it was just like sometimes fans were, were just, um, they're they're just the worst. I like, I'm not even gonna throw myself in there. Fans like that are the worst. Terrible. Just shut up they're and listen. Idiots. And then you know, wrestling fans can be idiots. The show's not about you, and I I hate because we're gonna talk about like give props to Roman, but I just want to say the show's not about the fans. Just shut up. Yeah, you know, and I also agree with that. 
the Roman Reigns character has been very stale. Very stale for the last couple of years. You know, if he rest, if he main event this Mania, he would main event five WrestleManias in a row, which is a record. But Joe, I've I've always had respect for. Yeah. His wrestling ability has always been top notch. The best, of the best, like Chris Jericho and Finn Balor have not, have nothing positive things to say about him. Paul Heyman, did you guys see Paul Heyman how he was doing a promo? And he started off with 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 giving like Reigns best wishes. Yep. And I love how Strowman fit Reigns into his promo. So it's like this guy is well respected. However, and then two days later, his cousin Samu, who's a WWE alumni, part of the High Shrinkers, announced that he's battling stage four liver cancer. And he started the hashtag Anoya Strong. Yeah. So he said he wanted to go public, not to take, you know, some fans said steal Roman's thunder. I don't really know how you can steal someone's thunder with terrible news. But he was just saying it's a family battle that two of us are going through right now. And well, it's just a scary situation because leukemia can be treated, but it's not really confirmed to be curable. I think uh, I think it's safe to say that everyone here at Squared Circle wishes nothing but the best and speedy recoveries for both of them, and hopefully they come back stronger than ever. Uh, in Sabu's case, to live a, a long, healthy life, and Rain's case, come back and get back into that main event picture, be the champion we all know you can be. Um... I think that's about it. That is all I have to say. How about you, Ben? Superman punch leukemia and come on back. Yep. Golden. Let's do some beneficial facts. Let's get this. Let's let's get the boot up. Let's get yeah. We gotta get it up. <clears throat> it's now time for your beneficial facts. Love that theme. One of my all-time favorite <laughs> video games. <laughs> the 7th Annual Survivor Series took place on Thanksgiving Eve, November 24th, 1993 at the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts in front of a packed house to the rafters of 15,509 Wow. Every WWF show, 15,000, yep. 14,000, 16,000. WCW, 5,000. <laughs> 4,200? And they still can't sell it out, by the way. And the fans look bored. Anyways, go on. <laughs> it was the only WWE pay-per-view held at the Boston Garden. Hmm. Now, they always had a lot of live events at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Boston Garden, but their go-to show was always Madison Square Garden, and Maple Leaf Gardens as well when they yeah. did their Canadian tour. But, yeah, the only pay-per-view ever at Boston Garden, which huh. I found very interesting with all the years they've been going there. This would mark Bobby the Brain Heenan's final WWE pay-per-view. Oh. Stories do conflict as to why Heenan left. Most commonly used explanation, from including Heenan himself personally, is that he was tired of the travel, given he, given he had a really bad neck at the time. Wrestling Observer also notes that Heenan may have been asked to move to Connecticut from Tampa... And there was also strong speculation that he was asked to take a huge pay cut due to the fact that business is not exactly booming at this point. Wouldn't surprise me if that was true. Yeah, it could be a combination of a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, that's like, what I think it is. He didn't, he didn't, didn't want, like, the travel got to be too much. Vince came and talked to him about moving to Connecticut. From Tampa? No. From Tampa. No, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he <laughs> no, likes the No warm... state tax? No, I'll stay here, thanks. Yes. Oh, and also the warm weather is probably better for his neck than Connecticut with its cold winters. Or, uh, and then probably taking a pay cut, yeah. I could see a combination of all three. 
Randy Savage replaced Mr. Perfect on the card. Perfect had been taken off WWE programming. Henning reported it was because he had to take uh, care of some family issues outside of the ring at home. It has also been claimed that Henning was upset about not winning back the Intercontinental title. Well... I think there may be a combination of both on that yep, one, too. maybe, maybe. That explains the promo by Razor. Yes. Okay. Yes. Jerry Lawler, was, uh, Jerry Lawler, at the last minute, had to be replaced by Shawn Michaels. The day before the pay-per-view, Lawler appeared in court and pleaded not guilty to numerous charges uh, from the previous June in an altercation... Uh, from an altercation. Charges were dropped in February of 1994, though, and Lawler resumed his work with the company. I will get the details about the charges because they're they're, they're it's pretty. About, it's about it's about like it's some pretty graphic stuff. Yeah, it's okay. Not not for we're on the not same for page. a family show. Yeah, no. Once we're on anchor though, <laughs> we can go to town. Um, Terry Funk was supposed to be the Red Knight. Really? Yeah. Funk says he was positioned to take over Pat Patterson's job as head booker. Funk would do the job as the Red Knight and then move into an office role afterwards. That was what was supposed to happen. However, Funk passed up the offer, left a note for Vince that said, My horse is sick. I think he's dying. I'll see you later. Packed up and went back to the Double Cross Ranch. Okay. I'm just... I'm just I, hear that, I, you... I hear that note and I'm just picturing Terry Funk's voice. <laughs> My horse is sick. <laughs> I'll see and you I bet later. you his horse was sick, and that, that's like a for real reason. He's just like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm going back home. Well, apparently, uh, when he came back in uh, the late 90s, Terry Funk, I guess the first thing Vince said to Terry Funk was, how's your horse? <laughs> Vince has got a memory. Uh, yes. Um, Bruce Hart was originally supposed to be the brother to turn on Brett, not Oh, Owen. thank God they changed that. Yes. I heard it was Brett that, that pushed for Owen. Yes, it was. Um, ah, an indie promotions champions appeared on pay-per-view for two different companies. Yep. yep. Super Bowl three. Yep. Heavenly Bodies defended the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles against the Rock and Roll Express. That also happened in Survivor Series 1993. Look at that. There you go. That's actually something to lay claim to. Uh, this was Ludwig Borga's second and last pay-per-view at WWE. Oh, thank God. Oh, there's he's no open. more? <laughs> Would you say he's Finnish oh, in his career? That's, that's pretty clever. Oh, that right? Do I get points? Because okay. I'm like You negative. shouldn't, but you'll, we're going to give it to get, you. <laughs> your stock has climbed a quarter of a yes. point. Um, this was the first of WWE's annual pay-per-views to not surpass 200,000 buys. Oh, jeez. 180,000 buys for Survivor Series 1993 and down 28% from the following year, or from the, from the previous year of uh, 250,000 buys. It would not be until the height of the Attitude Era that Survivor Series would not even top 300,000 buys. Wow. So as you can see, Survivor Series as a whole has definitely lost momentum and prestige as a big event. And commentary is done by Vince McMahon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And with that being said, Jesse, are you ready? I'm ready. And go. All right. Our first match, we got IRS, Diesel, 
Rick Martel and Adam Bomb versus the one two three kid, Marty Janetti, Razor Ramon, and Macho Man Randy Savage, who, like Ben said in Beneficial Facts, is the replacement for Mr. Perfect. He has ma- as much machismo as Razor. That's right. Uh, Marty Janetti and one two three kid are the sole survivor or are the survivors, not sole survivors, the survivors at twenty six minutes <laughs> and fifty eight seconds. Dave, what are your thoughts? Soul Survivors. Soul Survivors. Jesus. What are your thoughts, Dave? Maybe I'm on the right page now. I'm the right yeah, page. Yeah. Are you going to go to the right page? Can okay, so good opening sequence by Razor and Martel. I just like the back and forth. You know, very technical. Beautiful bump by 1-2-3-Kid from a two-handed chokeslam by Atom Bomb. And then immediately after, he takes a beel toss by Diesel. Yep. Just like, all right, you know what? You sold that bump very well. Let's try this one now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, do you want me to go into eliminations or do you want to No, I'll do the eliminations at the end. Oh. I just want your thoughts. Okay, well, beyond that, I have no more thoughts. All right, Ben, tell me your thoughts. This was a fantastic and exciting opening match. I found there was solid fluidity, fast-paced aerial, good technical scientific wrestling. It had everything to me. Um, Diesel to be... Oh, uh, sorry. My no, go ahead. Are, okay. Yep. Diesel to be the first eliminated surprised me. Yeah, but he's not... Where we like in a year where like a lot changes in that year, but still, I mean, yeah. they're you show Michael's bodyguard, they I like how I like how this... I like how Shaw Michael's bodyguard is not even in the match with Shaw Michael's. Yeah, no, I was gonna right, say, like, that's great right? looking, yeah. Um, cr- well, thanks, Jerry Lawler, <laughs> crush uh, taunting macho man made it interesting. Uh, one, two, three kid was great in this match. I uh, really like the pu- uh, the push that uh, Kid and uh, Ramon in this match are star attractions, I found. Really giving them a push. And the finish was in- energetic and exciting, too. I liked it. Um, the Savage crush thing, interesting. But I didn't like how Savage got eliminated because of it, because it made Savage look dumb. For being a veteran of so many years, how are you distracted like that? Yeah. They just, like, come, like... They should have done it in a different way that it made more sense. Like maybe as soon as he's as soon as he was distracted for that quick second, then he was rolled up one, two, three. Not that drawn out like, oh, he's gonna climb the ropes, he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, he's gonna go attack him, he's gonna do like Jesus Christ. I think it's also played out because we see that every Survivor series. Yes. Someone's counting out and eliminated by, yeah. by themselves. So it's probably like, oh, here we go again. All right, so the eliminations in order, and these guys here will chime in if they have any thoughts. Randy Savage eliminates Diesel with the elbow from the Beautiful. top. Beautiful. IRS then rolls up Savage after he's distracted by Crush, but uh, like Savage was on like the second rope. It was just like the weirdest roll up you've ever seen. <laughs> um, Razor eliminates IRS with the Razor's Edge, and IRS takes it actually pretty well. Um. Razor is then counted out after he's going for the he was going to do the Razor's Edge to Martel, but IRS hits him with the briefcase in the gut and he rolls outside the ring and gets counted out. Foolish. That that briefcase is pretty strong, man. Pretty strong. Uh, one, two, three kid then eliminates Martel with a victory roll. Beautiful. And then right after that, Adam Bob comes in. One, two, three kid tags Marty Janetti. Janetti does a subset flip over the top. One, two, three. Janetti and Kid are your survivors. I like it. Did you notice that when IRS was, was walking away, he was he was, he was bleeding. He busted he, open. Yeah. He hit the guy with the briefcase, but he's busted open. Sorry, you don't, you don't hit the bad guy. I was confused. Yeah. 
Good match, though. All right. Our next match, we have the Family Feud match, which had the uh, host of Family Feud um, doing the intros for everybody. Not nearly as funny... Not nearly as funny as the last one with the Nasty Boys and stuff. That was a lot more funny. Or a lot funnier. <laughs> Maybe I should use proper English, hey? Body language. Yeah. <laughs> so, this match doesn't make a lot of sense having Shawn Michaels in it, but thanks a lot, Jerry Lawler. But anyways, Shawn Michaels is with his knights, the Red, Blue, and Black Knight, versus the Hearts, Brett, Owen, Bruce, and Keith. And... The Hearts, Brett, Bruce, and Keith are the survivors at 30 minutes and 57 seconds. Ben. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, what say you? Do you guys know who the Knights were? I know that they were red, black, and blue. Okay. Do you yeah. Know, do you know <laughs> who attention. they were underneath the red, black, and blue? Men. I'm on a roll, Jesse. Woo! What's the next one? The Red Knight uh. was Barry Horowitz. Oh, okay. oh, 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 you're looking for names. <laughs> oh, not just when I say, do you know who they were? That generally means yes. Do you know the All names? Right. So okay. the red is Barry Horowitz. Specifically, you want the names. The blue one was Greg the Hammer Valentine. That showed. Yeah, yep. makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It now. Makes sense now. And the Black Knight, who had mostly white. Um, yes. Just, why wasn't he called the White Knight? Like, like he comes out and he because has like, probably Ryan and said that sounds stupid. The White Knight, Zebra yes. Knight. <laughs> um, actually, I can't remember his name, but he was like from the USWA, and he was really green to the fact no, where, they, no. where they had to actually right. um, um, practice the match a day before for him. Twice? Yeah, yeah, because he looked awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Yes. Um. My first note is Ray Combs, shut up. Yeah, his his announce or uh, commenting was okay. absolutely annoying. When you take a game show host and you put it in a wrestling setting, it doesn't work. If you take the wrestlers and put them on Family Feud, it works better because that is a solid format. Yep. They have rules and regulations and guidelines. That works. This did not work. I get it, but this did not work. He's a member um, of that female announcer we had at WrestleMania at one year. Oh no. Susan or something? No, Susan St. James. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. He was like, damn, just, just a masculine voice. Top notch security watching the hearts at the barricade. The, co the cop just standing right beside him, just like, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> it could have just jumped over the guardrail with a gun and, you know, all hell could have broke loose. But don't worry about it. All right. Um, Bobby, Bobby Heenan's commentary is oh, legendary geez. in this match. Like, legendary. <laughs> Wake up, Sue! Wake up! Oh, I thought he was sleeping. <laughs> the wrestling wasn't especially smooth. It's from the Knights, mainly the Black Knights. Uh, Brett, Owen, and HBK were the generals in the match. Keith carried himself pretty well, I found. And uh, the seeds planted for Owen versus Brett. <laughs> Dave. So Keith looked really good. That's yep. the first thing I noticed is he was running the ropes really. Like you, you can tell like, that he didn't really have much ring rest, even though it's been a while. 1989. Yeah, like it's been a while from the ring. Um, now, there's a spot where Bruce was in the ring, and he actually took Michaels by the head to bash him in the turnbuckle in Michaels' corner. Yes. I'm like, what? Yep. You have, th you have four corners. See, that's why I like your input, because I 
don't always see this stuff. I see this stuff because it drives me <laughs> I see everything. So, you like, everything. he grabs him and goes to the knight's corner, and then he, like, overreacts as if he's surprised the knight's attacked him. I'm like, Bruce, you took him to his own corner. So I was like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to skip the eliminations. Uh, smart to have the knights wear masks because they were all terrible. Yep. So, but I think that they were supposed to be terrible. Like, that sounds, that sounds dumb, but I think they were supposed to be. Because Sean reacting to how terrible they were. Well, his the, bumps were amazing, But too. even, like, his, his gesturing every time the knight would get caught after Sean. Sean would turn the momentum as soon as he was in there. He'd, he'd, get a, he'd get the upper hand on Bruce or Keith or Owen or even Brett. He'd get the upper hand, tag in a knight, and it was gone, like, instantly. Because the knights are so bad. And he'd be like, ah, oh, come on! And throw up his hands and do all these gesturing. Awesome stuff. So they were... Good at being bad. Yes. Is what you're I think that's with. what they were there for. Okay. Yes. My my note still stands. Okay. I'm glad they were a mess. <laughs> uh, there was also numerous boring chants. Because there was a lot of times where it was just... Damn, it's a boring chance. How do you Nothing hear happening. Those? Nothing How happening. How do you hear them? Uh, another thing is, if you're going to sell, please put facial expression with your selling. Bruce. Bruce. Please. Because just watching him sell, I was like, it's like watching... Superman, he's so wooden, just yeah. hurting. Like, I'm hurting. Sell can't, it to me. Make can't me feel you like see you're, me hurt? You're hurting. But beyond that, uh, I was I didn't really enjoy it as much as I probably could have. The thing, the thing I want to add is that Bruce went overboard with his antics, like on the apron and everything, trying to grab at everybody as soon as they'd run like the ropes towards their corner. It was just like Bruce. Like I felt like Bruce was trying to get in every shot. He wanted to always be in the camera shot somehow. Uh, there was one point where he goes in the ring and they're setting up a double team with him and Owen against, I think it was Sean. And Bruce is just standing there for, for like 15 seconds waiting for them to set up for the double team. And the ref's not doing anything. And Bruce doesn't seem to know where the heck he's at. He's just going to wait there until it's time. And he was like facing hard camera. And he's facing hard camera. And I'm just like, Bruce, get out of the ring. Like... You're you're supposed to be a pro wrestler. How do you not know this? His his antics throughout the whole match kind of ruined it for me, uh, because I know what this match does. It sets up the Owen Brett thing, and I was excited to see it. And also like Shawn Michaels working that that's always a oh, joy to watch. So and good. Bruce kept on taking away from it, and that annoyed me. But let's go to the eliminations. Owen eliminates the Black Knight with a nice missile drop kick mm. off the top. Uh, and actually, the Black Knight sold that pretty well. I will say, that's the one thing he did well. He sold it <laughs> like he died. His finish. Yeah. Done. Uh, Brett makes the Red Knight tap to the Sharpshooter. Instantly, basically. Yeah, and then Owen makes the Blue Knight tap to the Sharpshooter. Instantly. Instantly. And then Owen is running the ropes after Brett got irate by, by Sean. So Brett tags out. And he goes, and he's selling on the apron. That his eyes are all messed up, and he's walking the apron. Owen gets whipped into the ropes, hits Brett off the ropes. Brett crashes into the barricade. Owen's distracted. Sean rolls him up. Owen's eliminated. Owen not happy because Brett, he feels like Brett cost him, uh, cost him in it, which he kind of did. And Bruce and Keith, like, just stand there like, what's going on? I don't even know. Uh, and as Stu waddles over and tries to help, but it takes him like an hour to get there, it feels like. And Bobby Heenan definitely makes a point to tell us this. <laughs> uh, and then 
So it's left with three on one, and Sean does the smart heel thing and leaves and takes a count out, so the hearts win. Yeah, and then Owen comes back afterwards and is all angry at Brett and that, and the family tries to repair, but Owen doesn't want of it, want of it. <laughs> so this sets the seed for their whole year 1994 rivalry. I think it goes the entire year. Yeah, so. and, and then the commentators rub it in saying that Owen was the only heart eliminated. Yeah. Like, ouch. Well, Bobby keeps on calling him the shadow because yeah. Vince is like, Vince <laughs> is like the rocket Owen Hart. He's like, do you mean the shadow Owen Hart? He's always in Brett's shadow. And then really like, good stuff. It's also good to mention that Brett was wearing a short singlet. Yeah. Which was really weird to see. Yeah, interesting, hey? Yeah. But everyone else was. I think that's why. Yeah, it was just, but he was wearing a bright pink. Yeah, well. And Brett, was wearing black. Brett's got to be different. I guess. Also, uh, Bruce was wearing like neon striping on his. I'm just like, did you not get the memo that you're supposed to be pink and black? I think it was a reference to dudes, dudes with Attitude or whatever. His, uh, Bad memo. Company? Bad Company, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I think it was a tribute to that. Boo, Bruce. Boo, Bruce. All right. Before the next match, we had a switch in commentators. Jim Ross and Gorilla Monsoon are going to do the this next match. Ooh, this could be a good commentary. Uh, McMahon and Heenan are going to do the match on radio. And the match we're doing is the Heavenly Bodies versus the Rock and Roll Express for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Titles. The Rock and Roll Express are the champions. And the Heavenly Bodies win by pinfall at 13 minutes and 41 seconds. Dave. I got a lot of heat from you guys for this match. Yeah, we, we want to understand why you're So I'm going to explain so... myself, okay? okay. You guys generally, to do. Generally, I always have that standpoint where the fans aren't really involved. It kind of like makes you lose interest in the match. That's been your standpoint for however, 66. For 66 episodes, that's been your standpoint. However, there's always an exception to every rule, right? At, at 67. So the last Facebook Live one, you've decided <laughs> to pick. This is my exception. Oh, so now you have Even a though there was a lot of boring chants... It didn't affect the wrestlers' work. It's because it was boring. Because the tag team spots, I loved all the tag team spots. I've always been a more bigger... No, I'm talking about you now. I've always been a bigger fan of tag team wrestling because you have four competitors and you have more of a story to tell. And there was just some great small things that I saw that I really liked. Like, for example, correct me if I'm wrong because I always get them screwed up. Morton is going to the turnbuckle and then Gibson jumps into the turnbuckle and protects yes, them. Yes, that's Yes. Love those small Ricky things. Ricky Morton and then, is the blonde. Yeah. Robert Gibson's the brunette. And then the the bodies tried doing the exact same spot, and of course they botched it. Like not like safely uh, botched or whatever. Like people did it wrong. It was uh, actually meant to happen. It was a goofy yeah. Botch. It, it was it was I to make them it. look dumb. Yeah. I like the double monkey flip that they pulled off. Which is all the double teams and the tag team transitions and the the hot tags, and then the the heels go for their comeback and they they butcher the comeback and. Yep. Uh, and Jimmy Cor- and Jim Cornette, I love him in this oh, match. Oh, Jimmy Cornette! When he gets punched off the apron, so even though the fans weren't really responding, I was. De- demographic. The taking spots, and I'm like, this boring chant to me is not deserved because I was enjoying this match greatly. But we also just had a really you know why there there was a boring, boring match with the heart. You, you know what you know what the the boring chant was for? I honest to God don't think the WWF crowd knew who these guys were. That possibly is the case too. They're like I said, demographic. Like Rock and so, Roll Express, Southern based, yep. Heavenly Body, Southern based. You know, it's only ninety three. It's not like like we like it, it is it is now where wrestling's everywhere and you can know everything that's going on. 
Like I on it, like there was a couple times like I saw like adults just looking to the sky like what are we doing here? <laughs> Should I go to the bathroom? Should I get popcorn? I don't know where these guys are. I guess I'll sit and just chant boring. I like yeah, that that's what I'll do. I like that's what I'll do. Ben. Uh well. All right, Debbie. There Jones. really isn't anything in this match that I haven't already seen. Yeah, that was a problem too. It felt like it was just like they were gonna do all their typical spots to put on start to finish. Even yeah. the, even the finish, like the finish, you can see them coming a mile away. It's like uh, someone's getting hit with the Jim Cornette tennis racket. It's dangerous. It's gonna. There is. No, I wasn't surprised by anything in this match because again, I'd seen it many, many times. Um, the boring, Dave is right. The boring chants were not deserved. But, I mean, this match didn't really do anything for me. It was just... It's not about you, Ben. This match was good. <laughs> the best thing I can say is that it's just nothing that I haven't already seen. All right. With these guys. Uh, so the finish was Jimmy Del Rey comes... Uh, as, as Ricky Morton is p pitting Dr. Tom Pritchard, which I don't understand. He's the doctor of love. Doctor of Desire. Oh, is it? And and what's Doctor Jimmy? Of Desire. Doctor the Jiggle, of Desire. The Jiggle Del Rey. G that's right. I am sorry. I thought it was the Doctor of Love. My bad. Uh, and then Jimmy Del Rey comes off the top with the racket, hits Morton on the back of the head. He is knocked out. Pritchard then pins Morton. We got new champs. Uh, what I didn't like about this is that the finish made the express look dumb. Because just before that, Ricky Morton gets tossed over the top rope. And Robert Gibson starts gesturing like that should be a DQ. And then the ref lets it go. And then McMahon or Ross and Grill are trying to explain it's WWF rules because they're in the WWF. And then they roll back in and then the finish happens. And I'm like, how does a veteran tag team not know the freaking rules of where you are? Like it made them look, it made the faces look dumb. Like that should have, that should have been the heels that lost the titles based on that. Not the faces. So that that's what drove me insane. But they bear, buried the outsiders. Yep. Yep. Made them look dumb. Yep. But we'll meet you in the middle, Dave. I appreciate it. Just for you. Just for you. Alright, our semi-main event, Daddy. Which is a uh, pretty oh, not good match. We got Pam Pam Bigelow, Bastion Booger. Oh, this He's, guy's disgusting. He wouldn't be my pick. And the Head Shrinkers versus Bush or Doink Bushwhacker Luke <laughs> and Doink Bushwhacker Butch and Doink Bush or Doink <laughs> Men on a Mission Mabel and Doink Men on a Mission Mo. And no Doink. And 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 no Doink. But they're all dressed in doink makeup. So and, four clowns. And doink met on a mission Oscar, who does a really awful rap that makes me wish for PN News. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Ben. Oh, for God's sakes. I have yeah, to go. start this one. Yeah, well, you Someone want to. You, you, you said you were angry. Why isn't doink wrestling? I was hoping your beneficial facts were going to tell me the story. I tried to look. So he's just a crappy wrestler and nobody wants to see him. Um, Doink look, kind of looks like a chicken here. Yes. Yes. And that's not... 
But then there was a doink chance of we want doink. I'm like, we right want at, doink, but he's not there because he's being a chicken. Right at the beginning of the match, the fans are chanting for we want doink. But, and yet just you're, like, but yet you're saying boring to Rock and Roll Express in the Heavenly yeah, Bodies. Who, who booked this? Like, Did you not think that doink should make an appearance on your pay-per-view? If he's in a if he's in a rivalry with Bam Bam, <laughs> that's going to be your semi main event. Okay, <sighs> we are all on the same page with the whole clown thing, but I will give a little bit of credit here. I appreciate the Bushwhackers and Men on a Mission at least getting the crowd into it and entertaining them. I will give them credit for that. Oh, I didn't tell the I didn't tell what the, the, the timer. Uh, the, the, all the doinks are the survivors at 10 minutes and 58 seconds, which is about 10 minutes too long. Keep on going, Ben. Um, Tim White almost gets killed by a suplex Bastion Booger. Uh, yeah, Tim, sorry. Uh, Tim White almost gets killed by a suplex. Did you see that? No. He was right against the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. had to jump out of the way because he was, he was, uh, yelling at someone or he was talking to someone. so, yeah. He was looking away, and the suplex came from behind him. He just caught it. Oh, jeez. He just turned around. He just dodged out of the way, like, right away. It, was... it would have probably, like, killed him. Yeah. So Jesus. I saw that, and I kind of jumped back in my chair a little bit. But Jesus, Tim, get out of there. Um, Bastion Booger probably has the most disgusting finisher I've ever seen in my life. He's got the most... We've seen it before. He's got the most disgusting ring attire I've ever seen in my life. I think he's just the most disgusting That's a blur you don't want to pick. And they kept on making jokes like that, too. Yep. Heaney kept on making jokes. And I'm just like, please stop. Just please stop. <laughs> You're making a joke of a character that's already a joke. Yeah. And where I just fell apart, well, <laughs> this is where I fell apart in the match, I know, <laughs> if you can believe that, is when I just see Mo come in the ring with a scooter and just start riding around. Then I just, throw my, then I just throw my hands up in the air. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> this is awful. There's good comedy. There's bad comedy. So what are you trying this to say? Bad are, comedy. are we all triggered right now? Are we all angry? Or? We're getting there. Well, it depends what you're doing. I'm probably, I'm probably going to cry. Okay, well, Dave, let's let's hear it. Let's Ben's hear triggered, Jesse's triggered, oh, Dave's crying. All right, Dave. You New got segment. Okay, yeah. so the first note. Did you guys see that body splash by Booger? Yeah. Where he yes. literally didn't even leave the ground? Well, it was he more like tippy toed, ballerina, and it, it fell. It was more of a timber, but yes. Timber. Not really much of a splash. And what is with the head triggers? Being eliminated in goofy manners, both of them. What? Like, peel? What is with them having to come out eating chicken? And why are they using it as a weapon the and there's no DQ? And 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 then the booger is eating the turkey. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. I just want to see wrestling stop. Like, well, and there's also that. What part, are we doing? That part where booger gets three strikes on him and he's selling all three at once. Do we call him Mr. Booger? And it looks Mr. like he's Burger. like miming. It's like you sell the most recent attack, not all three. Oh, it's just like, oh, just awful. And then, yeah, mowing the scooter for about 10 to 15 seconds. And the ref's like... I'm going, what, are you, what is happening? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the bill fits because they're clowns. Oh, just... That's what clowns do. So it's like, uh-huh, well... As stupid as it is, it kind of makes sense in a way. Do we even know the context of the story here? Like, how this match happened? Who's rivaling with who? It was always... Doink is supposed to be rivaling with Bam Bam. He threw something in Bam Bam's face. Got him all pissed off. And he's not there. And he's not there. So the whole story makes no sense. Like, no. Right from the get-go, it's like, this is a terrible... This is a terrible idea. story. This yes. isn't even a revenge thing. This is just a... Uh... A useless... I'm going to throw you a curveball? A, a useless 10 minutes, let me tell you. 
Like, I would have been okay if they used Bastion like some sort of like backstage gimmick or like showing of some sort. But the same, you know, when we get to that tea bag finisher, what we call it, we it's almost like we've seen that before in a, in a different promotion bed. Like it's almost like we've seen this guy before and he still hasn't got better. What was his name again, Jesse? Norman. Norman. Yeah, Norman at WCW. Remember his big I thought Norman was prime stupid. time rivalry with Cactus Jack? Oh, Norman, yeah. Yeah. I thought Norman was a stupid name, too. Uh, yeah, Bastion Booger. It got worse, and he shaved his head, too, for this gimmick. And look, not only that, his attire. Awful. Like, what? Is it duct tape? I don't know. It's... Oh, man. Um, so I'm going to go to the finishes because I can't do this anymore. Oh. Uh, Samu was rolled up after getting something thrown in his face by a, a bushwhacker. Was it a balloon? It was a balloon. Yeah. It was a water balloon. Oh, popping, was it? Okay, I missed it. popping balloons. Like, oh, no, sorry. Samu was biting balloons and popping them, and he got to a blue one and water got in his face. So you can't tell the difference between a regular balloon and a water balloon. That's there's right. A, there's a weight differential, I'm just saying, yeah. and you can't blow So Samu's out because by a he, water balloon. Because he's dumb. Mabel then hits a leg drop on Bastion Booger to eliminate him. Which Makes looks sense. like it killed him. Uh, yeah. And I put a note in between that that this match is bleeping awful. Bleeping. And bleeping Ooh. is not bleeping. the word I used. Uh, Why are we not on anchor right now? Fatu gets eliminated after falling for a bucket trick. And the banana peel and behind banana him. Peel. It, was that why he fell? He okay, he fell. I missed that, and I'm just like, what is going on they're, here? They're all sharing a banana, Jesse. Oh, that's right. That was disgusting, too. Like, I'm just like, watch this. I'm like, what are we... Oh. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Mabel... So then Bigelow comes in, and thankfully he hasn't had to wrestle too much now, but now he's got to wrestle all four of the, the dinks. I'm going to call them the dinks. They're not doinks. They're that's dinks. That's not wrong. And Mabel gets him down, hits him with the splash, and then Mo comes over... Lays on Mabel, and then the Bushwhackers both lay on it, and the ref still counts, which I don't understand. And Bam Bam's out, and he looks absolutely pissed at the end of that match. And Easy doink, payday, but yeah, terrible. And for Doink his taunts him at the end. This was god awful. So yeah, Doink doesn't show up like after, and he has like a little video thing saying, "Hey, Firehead, I got you, I got you, I told you." I fooled you, and I'm going, and I'm sitting here going, I want Bam Bam to kill him. Yep. Just give him a greetings from Asbury Park, right? Like, mm. Where's the hell? Okay. Well, I'm going to call two audibles here. Two audibles. What the hell is that? That is a true story. By a clown. That even says ah, that. I picked irony. it up. Crusted a clown. Got irony. it. Okay, our, ma- our main event. And this that is was what- a semi-main event, Jesse. This is our main event, Daddy. This is what we paid the tickets for. If this was the main what? event, Daddy. This would be the main event. We got the four. This is what we paid the network. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nine ninety nine, Daddy. No, we're in, we're in Canada. It's twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine, Daddy. It's eleven ninety nine. It's eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine, Daddy. Eleven ninety nine, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> It's above 999. We got, the, sure. we got the Ford Fanatics, not the Ford Felonies. <laughs> <laughs> or the Ford Felons or whatever I called them last week. Ludwig Borga. Jacques from the Quebecers, who are now the tag team champs. So I, I spelled his name totally wrong, by the way. Ludwig? I just put Jack as in J-A-C-K. No, it's Jacques. Yeah, it's like J-C-Q-U-E-S or something. And Crush, who's obviously a foreigner. Uh, Hawaii. From Hawaii. From Hawaii. The, that, 50th, the 50th state of the U.S. is 1959. That, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that foreign land. Okay. And Yokozuna, the WWF champion, and they are facing the All-Americans, the Undertaker. Hmm. 
the Steiner Brothers, mm. and Lex Luger, who Yay. has the worst music ever. Uh, now, so the first Dave. thing... Oh, is it my first? It is yours. Okay, yeah, cool. go for it. it, is, it, is it oh, wait, wait, wait. Lex Luger is the sole survivor at 27 minutes and 59 27? seconds. 27? Oh, my God. Go, Dave. Lame. So the first thing I noticed was... This during... was 27 minutes? Yes. yes. It yes. felt like... Oh, wow. It felt a lot longer. So I'll during the entrances, there's a botch. I don't know if you guys caught it. But Crush initially came out to Yokozuna's music. Yeah. Then they <laughs> stopped it halfway through. Oh, I thought he just came out because he was he was Yokozuna's sympathizer. No. Oh. He was coming out. You can even see in his face. He's like, all right, I'll go with it. <laughs> and then they stopped. So I'm like, I, I, I was kind of mad. So I'm like, I like Crush's theme song. You don't get it. I wanted to hear it. That's the only good thing about him was his theme song. And uh, where am I? Okay. And when he's in Chronic. So most of, my, most of my notes are eliminations because this match, I felt there was no chemistry. None. At all, except for when Taker and, and, and uh, Yoko get in. Yep. Because they're, the they're actually having a story develop. So uh, that Taker DDT. Yeah. The, the way that DDT. Yoko sold it. Yeah. How is it Yokozuna is bumping better than the majority of the people in this match? And he's the biggest. One, he's, uh, well... He's don't Japanese, say it. But yeah, I was gonna say, don't say the reality. Sorry. <laughs> keep um, I can't stand Luger's yelling. And it's with, with ah! the, I just ah! I can't do it. Like I know you're you're trying to sell how devastating Ludwig's right hand is. Oh. But awful. it's not devastating, at all. It's terrible. I am, as of Ludwig Borga, I'm finished with this match. <laughs> ben, I'll tell you what was terrible. That opening segment to the pay-per-view with Lex Luger sitting by the fire oh, with his with kids his and his obvious wife. phony family. With the one kid's like, I don't want to be here. I, I, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> Say it with me, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. No, say it I, with me. Happy. I'm ha kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I'm kidnapped. I'm not supposed to, these aren't my parents. It's what the what kids would say nowadays. It was cringeworthy. Oh, jeez. Is that all you got? Like that—that's the thing that, that you got. <laughs> the match is so event? bad. You go there's, to the opening. The there's one segment where um, um, they throw Jacques uh, into um, Crush's arms, and he just kind of puts him down gingerly, and then Jacques just turns around and he shakes his hands like, "Hey, thanks, man." <laughs> you know what drove me insane about that spot, though? Crush comes into the ring, catches Jacques, and the ref counts it as a tag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that—that—that—that's not a tag. It is. No. Wait, what? What? He did. Yeah, it was counted as a tag. Really? It yeah. was counted as a tag. Because then Crush started wrestling... Uh, Whoever it was. Who threw him? Well, I can't remember. Probably Scott Steiner, I would imagine. Yeah, it was or Rick Steiner or something. Or whoever. One of the two. Was, yeah, one of the two. And I'm just like, that's not a tag. He was in the ring. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this Undertaker match. was the highlight of the match. The crowd popped huge when he came in. And he didn't come he in until close so to the He is so over end. at this point. Uh, and he's uh, Royal Rumble '94. It's him against Yokozuna. Yeah, and I'm so match. glad that they're going in a so different direction with Yoko. Yeah, so that's that's really good. Can we talk about how Taker sits up after the bonsai? Yes. Yeah. And how the fans reacted. Yep. And now was that how the only Yokozuna one? reacted and sold how scared he was? Was now? I the only one that got scared though when he set up the second time to make uh, Yoko miss that Yoko was still gonna land on? Yeah, like Lado on top scared. of his head. Yeah. I was scared it was going to be like some sort of like compactor type look to it. But yeah, when Yoko sold how scared he was, it reminded me of Kamala. Yeah. Where Kamala was sold Except so Yoko long, he was so scared. Yoko does it a hundred times better. Yeah, uh, Yoko was... Uh, you forget how good of a bumper he really was. 
He's a great, just awesome. oh, great pupper for a big man. Um, so we're going to go to the finish or the eliminations here. Borga botches catching Rick Steiner off the top into a power slam. But Is still, that what happened? Still pins him. Because I, I looked away for a second and I'm like, what just happened? He, he tr what he was supposed to do was catch Rick and like into a power, power slam. slam. Kind of like what the Steiners do to people. All the time. Except that Borga didn't drop Rick on his head. So or was it a body slam type look to it? No, he didn't even get him over. He oh. caught him and he tried to turn and he fell and Rick landed on him. But then Rick rolled off. So he Rick Borg, rolled? Yeah, he Rick rolled. <laughs> so Borga could pin him. And he I'm Rick like, rolled. And I'm like, Rick Steiner did the move. Why is he getting pinned? It hurt him too, Jesse. Oh, jeez. Not the winner of him. So then, uh, so then we had the Crush being the legal man, even though he's not on the apron, which is just ridiculous. Not on the white. And then the Crush white being a dummy gets counted out as as uh, he was attacking Savage out the ring because Savage comes back somehow gets gets back into the arena. He's, Three times. I like how Bobby Heaton calls him. What is he, Batman? Is he coming through like the? <laughs> is he coming through the the vents? Like how is he getting back in the building? And I'm just like, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Maybe he's doing what Bobby Heenan does on Raw. He's, he's and, uh, by the way, the Smoking Guns are doing an awful job at holding Savage back. All eight of them are. Jeez. Can you just imagine? Okay, let's just... <laughs> Picture yeah. this, if you will. Oh, jeez. Benji's imagination. You just... <laughs> you actually have Macho Man dressed up as Batman. <laughs> and just <laughs> see him at the top of, like, the Empire State Building about to jump off with his cape out. He just... Points his fingers in the air <laughs> and, he goes, and then just starts gliding. Yeah. And then, does he have nipples? You see him. You see him fly by. He goes, dig it. <laughs> does he have nipples on the bat suit? Oh hell yeah! Like Val Kilmer? Oh yeah! Awesome. You have to. Yeah, you do. You, sit, oh, you okay. just see him fly by. Dig it. I'm too slim, Jim. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Lex, and, and that talk right there is a lot more entertaining than what I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> Lex Luger eliminates Jacques. With Jacques. the power slab, which is a lot better than Borga's, but that's because Luger didn't botch it, so that's nice. Uh, Yokozuna eliminates Scott with the leg drop, which was so dumb, and this is why. Scott went for a Frankensteiner you on Yokozuna. You can always tell when you're about to swear, you always put the word dumb. That's it, like his go-to word. It was, he was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Scott goes for a Frankensteiner on Yokozuna. Yeah, I found that a little weird. I'm like, you ain't and doing of course, it. and of course, like Yoko just stops, so he hits the thing. He hit, he just hits the mat, and then Yoko drops that big leg drops, and it's just like, why was Scott going for a Frankenstein? <laughs> you were gonna get him over. <laughs> he had hope. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think Who I can. are you? Me. <sighs> uh, I also have a note here. I hate Luger's selling, so that Ugh. that that hasn't changed. Um, His Yoko music is terrible. Yokozuna and Undertaker get counted out, uh, which Kinda starts makes sense. which starts their rivalry. I like when uh, outside the ring, Yokozuna slams Taker's head into the steel steps, <laughs> and Taker just snaps his hair back and, and looks eyes. at him, and Yoko gets all wide-eyed, and then Taker smashes his head into the steps. Great I'm actually stuff. very excited to see this match. Great stuff. Uh, and then... Part of me was like, that should have been the end of the match. There was no winner, but that, whatever. But we can't have that. We need to have a winner at the end of the show. And it ends up being Luger with Borga. And I'm just like, this is how we're ending Survivor Series with these two crap wrestlers? Great. 
And uh, Luger eliminates Borga with the with the forearm, not the phenomenal forearm, just a regular one. Not the flying um, flying chalupa. He also, Borga flying. also bends over to to do a back body drop, and Luger jumps over him like does a leapfrog, except that he like does it off to the side and only puts his right leg over it, <laughs> so he can't even like leapfrog over him properly. Yes. Luger is the sole survivor. Nobody cared in the crowd. Like, not nobody even, did. Not even Santa. And then Santa came out, and he's like, who are you? And he had fake snow coming on, just like, what the heck? <laughs> All right, let's go to our, let's go to our awards of the night. Why did you do that physical? Ben, let's hear it. Best performer of the nights. Okay, I have two. Ooh. In ring performer. One, two, three, kid for me. Okay. One, two, three. Sorry. Thanks. I love the song. Thanks for counting the three. Um, and also getting five stars tonight for his brilliant commentary, Bobby the Brain Heaton. Stu! Stu! Wake up! It takes him two hours to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. Or when he talks about Mabel... Where, because Mabel has gold in his teeth, he's like, oh, that, that was a, a bumper because he can eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby. What is he, Batman? <laughs> oh, I, I'm so glad he's going to WCW. He'll make WCW broadcast that much better. And what was your score? Oh, my worst performer. Oh, your is, worst, um, yes. Is ba it's Bastion Booger. What? It's Bastion Booger. Oh, I thought we put him over really well in the match. <laughs> No. <laughs> I thought we let the people know how good he was. Bastian Boger was my pick for worst performer. Got it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> and my score was 4 out of 10. That's how you feel? That's how I feel. Cool. Dave. All right. I'm going to get a lot of heat for mine. Uh, my best performers I gave to Heavenly Bodies and the Rock and Roll Express because that was a match of the night for me. Okay. Now, this is whatever. We, you guys wanted diversity in this podcast. We all didn't agree. We also thing. wanted you to be smart, but that's gone out the window. Well, cause that's your fault for expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That that's your fault to expect that from me. Well, My worst performer. Know he's dumb. Yeah. What? I'm not, I wouldn't say dumb. Uh, for this decision, yes, it is. My worst performer, surprisingly, is Fashion Booker. Surprising. Like. What? What? Uh, my score overall is 3.5 out of 10, with the match of the night being the Heavenly Bodies versus the Rock and Roll Express. You have to emphasize that again. Yeah, I do. Yeah. My score. All right, my best performer is the same as Ben's, 1-2-3 Kip. He bumped like a, like a madman in that match, and he made everything look so devastating. He's a spitfire at this point, too. Spitfire, like, that's a, a spitfire. great word for him. Uh, my worst is going to go to Bruce Hart because Jesus Christ, stop. Yes. You don't have to be in every camera shot. Nobody cares. Jesse's trigger. Again, I'm triggered. Again, for Bruce. For the same person. Okay. For the same person. You've triggered me like four times in this freaking podcast, man. God, you're awful. Now that we got that out of the system, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> And you know how I really feel? You guys are too nice with this pay-per-view. I gave it a 3 out of 10. This pay-per-view was garbage. Garbage. Except for Undertaker and Yoko. That was fun. 
but that was only for 30 seconds almost. Like, it's like, that's there's my three points. Jesus. <laughs> and Macho Man for being Batman. Yes, yes, the world, world's greatest detective. Where were the other drugs going? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Weird at me. What's next for us? What's, What's next? Our... Okay, well, this, like I said at the beginning, this was our last Facebook Live broadcast. We will be broadcasting, or we'll be recording on Anchor, which will in turn broadcast on Anchor, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So all of our podcasts, the backlog is up on Spotify as of this, or on all these platforms by this weekend. And then from here on out, we'll be doing, we'll be releasing on Anchor. Uh, so now our podcast is going to be not as family friendly. I think we're, we're, in other words, we're rated R now. Well, I don't know if we're rated R, but we're going to have some swears. We're going to be explicit. There's going to be a lot of Captain TV America language. language. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Captain America language. Um, and yeah, our next pay-per-view that we are going to be reviewing, our next fast forward to our next rewind is going to be WCW Starcade 1993, where the main event is Ric Flair versus Vader, career versus title. Hmm. And I believe they're unifying the titles in this match. I believe so. Yes. I really hope so, because I'm, I'm kind of tired of this... World International Heavyweight Well, and I haven't seen Vader thing. with the title for three pay-per-views. That's true. At least Rude comes out with it on his tights right? and he doesn't have the title. That's next week. Thanks for listening.